0: Hey there, listeners, Editing Keegan here. I wanted to chime in at the top of this episode and just let you know that we were experiencing some sound issues in the first 15 minutes, mostly, of this episode. There appears to be what sounds like static that might come through periodically. I did my best to edit out as much of it as I could, but I wasn't able to edit all of it out. Feel free to skip the first 15 minutes in which we discuss Shikari Richardson, if that's something that really bothers you. We are working to get our recording set up where we want it to be in order to give you the best sound quality possible. In the meantime, please just bear with us. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. It sure is, Keegan. Hello. Hi. How are you? Tired again, but you know what?
1: I'm I'm feeling better now that I'm sitting. I've got some water. I've got some wine. I've got some Keegan. (laughs) It's
0: all going to be good. (laughs) Uh, We're ready to get started. Yes, we
1: are. How was your holiday I went out on the third, oh my gosh, this was the most un-me thing ever, like, I haven't done this since I was probably, like, 23 years old, I went out with my friends, was there at closing time at the bar. Oh, yeah. Got kicked, like, you know, escorted out of the bar or whatever, like, you gotta go, and then we ordered a lift, and it took an hour to get there. Yeah. And it was, like, 2.30 in the morning, so we didn't get home until, like, 3.30, and then I was, like, wide
0: awake. Yeah. Lyfts, there's like a um, limited number of drivers right now. Yeah, there was
1: one driver and Mm -hmm. they were, we were in North Hollywood and they were at the Burbank Airport. And then we kept like, my friends kept canceling other ones because they were taking so long. Oh, Lord. So then like eventually we just like sat on a curb. Yeah. And like waited it out.
0: That happened to me on New Year's Eve. When I went, I went out to like a dance party on New Year's Eve. It was like a prom themed yeah. dance party. Oh yeah, party. yeah. And that th- that happened because it was New Year's Eve, and there yeah. was like no drivers. And I'm in like the worst heels, like five inch heels. Oh, my, my feet gosh. feel like they're falling off in this giant fluffy pink dress. <laughs> and I'm just waiting on the curb. We were waiting for like an hour and a half. It Yeah. Was-
1: horrible yeah and then I had to work a full shift the next day and I was fine for the first like four hours and then the last four hours I started to kind of feel my hangover kick in it was really weird like I felt fine in the morning I was like a little tired of course but I wasn't like feeling sick or anything and then like halfway through my work day I was like oh my god oh that's and I'm, the worst. like on my feet the whole day she's on my
0: You were probably still drunk. Like, I feel like that's what happens to me when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I feel okay. And then, like, three hours later, I'm like, oh, no.
1: I wasn't that drunk, though. By the time I got home, I felt pretty sober. We just smoked a joint, watched the Golden Girls, and at, like, 4.30, finally went to bed.
0: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Well, thank you listeners for bearing with us and allowing us to have the weekend off. I think that we needed it, you know, um, it was kind of just everything's been a whirlwind. We've been talking about like our work lives are crazy. Our recording lives are crazy and moving and everything else on top of uh, on top of it. That yeah, it was really nice to have a weekend off. But of course, we know we want to provide you with your regularly scheduled programming as often as we can
1: well yeah because we like doing this a hell of a lot more than we like doing a lot of other things in our lives you know very true all right well let's get started with things in the news what do you have today
0: well i have a feeling one of the things that we have will be the same thing uh and that is talking about shikari richardson
1: no i don't have that actually no okay i like i've been reading a lot about it but that's not what i have my notes on today
0: Alrighty, then. Well, talk to me, baby. Talk to me. I would be happy to. So, (laughs) I think everybody, at least in the States, is pretty well aware of Shikari Richardson. Even if you're not aware of this current situation, her picture and, and, you know, video of her running the 100 meter to get qualified to go to the Olympics went viral. Yeah, and she's
1: got such a unique look, too, where I feel like her... They sticks in your memory really, really easily because right. of that too. Long
0: eyelashes, like fiery red orange hair. Yeah, uh, and you know she was fast. She so was fast, so fast. And another part of her story that I think stuck out to a lot of people was that her mother passed away just a week or so before yeah. the race. And after the race, she ran up the. Um, up the bleachers to hug her grandmother, who was Aww. at the top of of the bleachers. And also, another thing about her story that I didn't know until I was doing prep for this was that when her mother passed away, she was actually informed of that by a reporter. Oh, no. So, it's awful. Like, how, Do
1: you know how her mom passed away? I don't.
0: I don't. And Ugh. I also have heard her referred to as her biological mother, so I don't know if there's a...
1: Like an adopted mother. Or, or... some other
0: kind of situation yeah. there. But regardless, I mean... <sighs> crushing.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that I hate is, like, when, you know, if law enforcement or anyone has some sort of information whenever it's, like, given out, like, a name or anything like that, it's, like, it's it's hurting the kids if that name gets out or family members who don't know what's going on. Right, you know? and,
0: and, you know, A lot of reporters are doing incredible work. We obviously need journalists. We need to protect journalism. But then there are people who work in journalism who I feel like will do anything for a story. Yeah. Uh, Will do anything to kind of elicit emotion out of people just so they can get some kind of soundbite or something. Yeah, I think for as
1: many good journalists there are out there, there's probably just as many that, like, don't have a code of ethics want the story, don't care if it's fact-checked, and they're just going to throw it out there, hope it sticks to the wall and people believe that, you know? Yeah, whatever
0: they have to do to get their name out there, get that byline or whatever. Right. But that's awful. I can't imagine finding out something like that that way.
1: Absolutely horrible.
0: Um. So she was the favorite to win the gold for the 100-meter sprint at the upcoming Olympics until... Gasp. She tested positive for marijuana at the end of last week, and this means that she will likely face a competition ban of some length. Uh, the sanction for a positive test can range from a max penalty of a two year ban to a minimum of one month, depending on the quote, nature of the infraction.
1: Right. And I feel like hopefully, with it being marijuana, it shouldn't be a maximum, you know, penalty. But But, because of who Shikari Richardson is, well,
0: you know, to me, it's so wild. I'm like, for as much as America loves winning, you'd think that they'd just be like, just look the other way. Well, did you see
1: the chick that they want to bring on, like the Mormon chick that's like, I want to be the face of like drugs are bad and like they want her to go? I'm sure they've already brought her
0: on then. Yeah. uh, Because she has been entirely kicked from the 100 meter. She will not run (sighs) the 100 meter. And she was. Slated to win the gold. Like, yeah. that was most likely what was going to happen. Look, she's
1: fast as fuck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah.
0: Um, but THC, for some dumb reason, uh, is banned by the world anti-doping agency during in-competition periods, a time frame that technically begins at 11.59pm the day before competition starts. So under world anti-doping rules, athletes are allowed to have up to 150 nanograms per millimeter of THC without causing a positive test. So penalties are lowered in instances where the drug violation is not considered a performance-enhancing drug, which will likely be argued in Richardson's case. If she chooses to appeal, that is what they're going to say, because marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. No, if
1: anything, like, people would argue to say it makes you lazier, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean, and also, I know this from having... Had job interviews where I was gonna have to get you know drug tested, drug tested back when I did smoke recreationally, and THC stays in your system can stay in your system for months. Like it can stay in your system for a very very long time. Yeah, and she did not smoke on the day she ran. Right. So that's that's part of it. It's not like it was. It's not like doping. You know. Yeah,
1: she wasn't like lighting a joint before she went out to run you know? Right.
0: So initially, Shikari was, though she was banned from running in the 100 meter individual race, she was still potentially eligible to run in the Olympics as part of the relay team. So this would have been at the discretion of the national track and field body, but they made a decision on Tuesday to leave her name off of the roster. So she will not be running in the Olympics at all. So though she was not going to be running in the 100 meter, there was still a chance for her to at least be able to attend the Olympics and run as part of the relay team, and they could have made that call. Yeah. Because I think there was, like, three that had to go on, the top three, Yeah, and then they got to choose two runners to be on the team. Um, And they chose not to um, have her run. So in a statement... The USATF, which I think is the USA Track and Field Association, okay. said that it was, quote, incredibly sympathetic towards Shakari Richardson's extenuating circumstances <sighs> and fully agrees that international rules regarding marijuana should be reevaluated, but that it cannot make exceptions for her in order to maintain fairness to the other athletes. So she's like, all these other, they're like, all these other athletes followed the rules. Right. Shikari Richardson didn't follow the rules. So we can't make an exception for her.
1: But when are they saying that she smoked the weed? Because what you said in the beginning was that she couldn't smoke before a certain time, like on the day of or anything
0: like that. Like, didn't it show up? after she ran the drug test and everything like that? I think the drug test was after she ran, but I'm not sure. But I think the amount she had in her system was still more than they would allow. But she wasn't competing. That's what I don't
1: understand. Like, if she wasn't actually about to go out and run... Did she smoke after? Like that's the thing is that I don't I don't understand the timing of the drug test. That's maybe the thing maybe that's I'm wrong. She
0: did smoke before, but it wasn't the day of the run, so it right. could have been a couple of days before. But uh, it still
1: wasn't her system enough,
0: right? And a lot of people are pointing out, like again, she just went through trauma, and people cope with that in different ways. And where she came from, uh, it was it's legal in. Many states, recreationally or medically, in the United States at this point. And she put out a statement basically saying, like, I'm human. (laughs) Like, I'm a human being. Everybody has their thing. And for this to even, I, I get it, whatever. Like, everyone keeps saying, well, the rules are the rules. And I'm like, I fucking get it. But first of all, let's examine why those rules exist. Exactly. In the first place, because they seem pretty fucking racist to me. Uh, 100%, yeah. (laughs) There's a a racist history about the origin of criminalizing marijuana in the first place. Right. So why does that rule exist in the first place? I think we need to take a a closer look. Yeah,
1: especially if, you know, the United States Track and Field Association is saying that they sympathize and all this kind of stuff and, like, the rule does need to be changed. Well, can we see... How you're going to do that? Can, is there a talk? Can you tell us that that's something that you're working towards, so at least this isn't going to happen again in four more years? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, is if you're wanting to commit to making a change so that this won't happen again, I wish in that statement they would explain how they're going to go about doing that.
0: Well, I don't know if the U.S. Track and Field Association has the ability to make that call, because I think that they adhere to the rules of the... Olympic Committee. Or the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. Right, right, right. And they have said that in addition to substances that trigger performance enhancement, the banned list also includes drugs that can pose health risks to athletes or violate the, quote, spirit of the sport.
1: Oh, my God. So they're saying... Well, that's a huge blanket. You can say anything affects the spirit
0: of the sport. Right, right. Exactly. It's a total cop-out. And if you're going to do that, then... (laughs) Why not ban alcohol yeah right like alcohol is is damaging why not ban certain prescription medicines or in certain quantities you know like i just feel like it's such a weird arbitrary line to draw to say we actually have banned this not because it's performance enhancing but because we are trying to protect the the
1: athletes or whatever what about like michael phelps though remember when that whole thing went down it came out that he smoked a bunch of weed all the time and still swam like a motherfucker like
0: yes i think that the reason why he got away with that was because it was not during a competition period right but yeah I mean it's such But a- people were fine with that you know what I mean I mean I'm sure there were people that were
1: upset but I don't remember there being the same kind of vitriol toward the person when that happened it was more so like I don't know I almost feel like he got more admiration because of that
0: oh sure he became like such a bro yeah I feel like it's the same
1: thing as like Tom Brady now like after going to Florida he's like this Dad, like he's totally kind of changed his persona, and he's like so much more likable now. And
0: I feel like people have a perception of Shikari Richardson that is racist, first of all,
1: and homophobic. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, and it's because of the way she looks. Like as an Olympic athlete, I feel like. We have this expectation of this cookie cutter kind of athlete, right? Yeah. And she's not that. Like I said, she's got like bright orange hair. She's got long lash extensions. She's got. I think piercing. she's got. Yeah,
1: she like a septum piercing. Like she just looks fucking cool, and she looks like a girl her age. You know what I mean? And I. I think it's amazing that, because she knows this, like, she knows that in her sport, you're supposed to look a certain way Mm -hmm. or act a certain way. Like, I couldn't have had funky colored hair when I was a skater, because there's no way my coach would have let me go out on the ice with pink hair. And I'm sure it was discouraged
0: for her as well. I'm sure she had people telling her, like, take out your piercings, you know, change your hair. I'm sure she had people telling her that. Because she drew a lot of attention to herself um, by doing this, and who knows if the reaction to her having smoked weed would be the same if she wasn't essentially a pop culture celebrity at this moment. That, you yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. And I think that she's created a lot of enemies just because of her appearance and how good she is. That when this came up, it was almost like more fuel to the fire for people to like not like her.
0: Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, but she did put out a statement where she's she, her attitude is so incredible. I can't, I mean, I would be so devastated. You work your whole life to get to this point. You have this incredible moment right after your mom has passed away, right? And you're, you're thinking like, this is it. Yeah, like this I'm is getting my moment. to live my dream, Yeah, you know? And, um, I would be in bed for a week, you know? Oh, yeah,
1: and and any statement I made would be like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, But she
0: said, this is just one games. I'm 21, I'm very young. I have plenty of games left in me to compete in. I have plenty of talent that backs me up because everything I do comes from me naturally. No steroid, no anything. This incident was about marijuana, so after my sanction is up, I'll be back and able to compete. And every single time I step on the track, I'll be ready for whatever anti-doping agency to come and get... (laughs) What it is that they need. Wow. So she's like, look, I've learned from this experience. Yeah. It won't happen again. And when I fucking come back, I'm I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah. You know, so I think that that is such a, it's such a fucking shitty, stupid situation. And I hate that it's happening, but... She's so
1: wise. Yeah. Especially to realize that, like, your time isn't done. And I think that we... As Americans and probably in other countries, too, there's something about, like, wanting to be the youngest to do something or doing something young in your, like, when you're in your prime and doing something amazing. Like, that's kind of, like, the hero story that a lot of Americans really, really rely upon. Yeah. So the fact that she's like, I have time. I think is really really amazing because yeah. I didn't feel like I no. had time at 21. I was like I have to be successful. Period. Me too. You know? So I think that the fact that she has the foresight to see that she's going to keep winning, she's going to come back. She's obviously strong as hell both mentally and physically.
0: Yeah. And amazing. I really I really hope that this is kind of this case is the catalyst and the benchmark and we can look back in our history and say that you know shikari richardson was changed the game changed the game yeah. you know so i'm I'm really hoping that that's the case but
1: all right we gotta just give her all the support we can that's yeah all we can do um i wanted to talk about the murder of samuel louise in spain uh this really touched my heart this week and so i wanted to tell you all a little bit about it so Samuel Luis was a 24-year-old nursing assistant who was born in Brazil but moved to Spain when he was a year old. His mother was Spanish and lived within the vicinity of Acarunia, which is where um, this attack took place. He has studied nursing from the age of 18 to 20 and works as one in a nursing home while studying to become a dental dental pre, prosthesis, prosthesis? I hate this word. How do you say that word? Prosthesis. Prosthesis. He wants to be a dental prosthetist.
0: (laughs) I think it means dental prosthetics, right? Yes. Okay. I just
1: don't like that word. Me neither. My mouth doesn't want to make... It's too many T's and I's and S's. Just, yeah, don't like it. He grew up in an evangelical Christian faith, played the flute for the congregation, and because of this, he never came out about his sexuality to his father, and his father has said in an interview that he had only once had a conversation with his son about the possibility of him being gay, but Samuel did not want to continue the conversation. So Samuel and his friend Lena and someone else were, like, out clubbing um, in Spain one night, and he and Lena went to step outside to smoke. And Samuel like video called somebody and then like rotated his phone around. It was like showing his friend the surroundings or whatever. And as he was doing that, a man and a woman walked by and thought Samuel was filming them. The male then walked up to Samuel and said, You either stop filming or I'll kill you, Efsler. Samuel only replied, Why are you calling me Efsler before being beaten? Samuel's friend and another man managed to break up the fight and he asked his friend to help him now find his missing phone. So this, the fight kind of subsided, and he's like, I don't have my phone, so his friend Lena like went to go look for this phone, and in the meantime, the two original attackers returned with 12 others who then beat Samuel Louise to death, and this took place over 15 minutes. An ambulance crew showed up to the scene and attempted to revive Samuel, taking him to the hospital where he later died. Following his murder, protests and demonstrations popped up across Spain in Samuel's honor. The president of Galicia, Alberto Nunez, Viejo, viejo it's got two O's at the end, which makes me want to say ooh, uh, condemned the crime, but stated that he would not link the killing to homophobia until that had been established, and it will be a judge that will determine if it was a hate crime or
0: not. So, were the attackers arrested? I'm getting
1: there. So... On July 7th, so yesterday in our world, two days ago in podcasting world, three people have been arrested by Spanish police, and the investigation is ongoing. They've interviewed, I think, like 13 people, they said, about the situation, because there were the two originals, and they brought 12 people back, and then I think it's also the friend would be the other witness of what they're investigating. Two men and one woman are under arrest, and they are between the ages of 20 and 25, and they and they are suspected of direct participation in the attack. Police aren't ruling out the possibility of more arrests and are basing the investigation, like I said, oh, from 15 witness statements, mobile phone video, as well as security camera footage. So right now, they don't know whether or not to treat this as a hate crime or not, even though it was painfully obvious to everyone in the surroundings that it was a homophobic attack. Because the guy didn't like that he thought this guy was filming him.
0: Right. I mean, there is there a possibility that he may have attacked him anyway? Like, there's a possibility. However, the fact that he used a slur during the attack would, would make it appear...
1: It was before the attack, too. Like,
0: when he came up to him, he was like, What are you
1: filming, F-word? Right. You know what I mean? So he's coming up to him with that you know, knowledge, he's yes. assuming this person is gay, which he is, yes. um, and using that as a means to attack him, right. you know, it's it's straight white men feeling insecure about a gay guy filming him, even though he wasn't, he was just, like, showing his buddy the surroundings on his phone, he got his, you know, masculinity hurt.
0: It's so bizarre.
1: Yeah, and he, and, like, I would assume it's maybe, like, a girlfriend or something like that, just immediately turned and started beating the crap out of him and then they finally managed to pull him away and then 12 more people came that is so and bizarre. it was like a mob it it's i i haven't seen any video i haven't gone into any of that i've read about
0: it and it sounds i mean it went on for 15 minutes like it's just absolutely yeah disgusting. i mean i'm sitting here trying to think of a reason why it why wouldn't be it wouldn't be and I, I guess a, a judge is going to be the one to decide that, so
1: maybe other law enforcement can't come out and say that it was a hate crime unless the judge has looked over the case and said it. I mean, we're in Spain. We're not in the U.S., so I don't know if things work differently where they can't use that term unless it's been proven that it's a hate crime. That's kind of what How I'm thinking. How do you thinking. prove
0: that, though? Like, that's, to me, it's always been very strange, the concept that you can prove... Short of someone saying, yes, it was a hate crime. Yes, I attacked that person because I didn't like them because of their sexual orientation or their gender or or their their race. race Right. Yeah. Unless somebody actually says that. You have to look at the evidence of the circumstance to determine whether or not it is a hate crime, right? And I'm
1: hoping that that's what they're doing by going through all these interviews and mobile phone videos. I'm hoping that, you know, bystanders got video. You know, hopefully there's enough out there that will make it clear uh, the intent of this attack. And if it wasn't a hate crime, it would just be a total random fucking killing. That makes no sense. You know what I mean? I, so I'm hoping that the judge in Spain does the right thing I mean, uh, by the deceased.
0: <laughs> ran, random killings happen. But yeah. For, for them to go up to him and immediately start throwing around slurs. Yeah. It just seems unlikely that it was about something else.
1: No, I'm, I mean, I'm 100% on the team of it was for sure a hate crime. I just don't know the legality of you know, law enforcement or a lawyer or somebody coming out and saying that in Spain. Because I know that there is some, there is some, like, procedure you have to go through in the United States, too, I believe. Yes. To figure out, you know, to To qualify qualify as a hate Mm -hmm. crime, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm wondering if because it did happen so, you know recently, yeah, that maybe we just don't have all that information yet, and I was working all day today, so I wasn't able to look up any updates on whether or not there were more arrests, or if the investigation has gone further, so this is all from Wednesday, when I did my notes about the attack, so definitely, you know, have a Google alert for Samuel Louise, um... I haven't been seeing him a whole lot on Instagram. Only a few friends of mine have posted anything about it. It doesn't seem like it's getting quite the attention in the U.S. that I think it deserves. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I mean, not surprising. I mean, obviously, yeah, but...
0: Well, but, but not entirely obviously, because there are things that happen overseas, right, where they get massive attention in the United States. But are they, exactly? Like,
1: are they going to be supporting, you know, a homophobic hate crime, you know what I mean. I think that, especially you know, in right. the U.S., being as homophobic as it is, not giving as much attention to that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I mean. It's just like I'm not surprised that it hasn't received the same kind of media attention that even other international crimes, yeah. um, or crimes that don't take place in the United States do receive here. So right. that's a shame. And you know, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, and He's hopefully, a sweetie
1: and has so much like. Has so much promise, and I know everybody does, but it's like I hear about all the time he spent in school, and he's paying his way to go back to school by working in a nursing home. And it's like you just hear all these little tidbits about someone's life, and it just makes you, it tugs at your heartstrings even more, yeah. knowing how that person. Ended their lives like it's just yeah. it's so
0: infuriating. It's tragic. It's it is genuinely tragic. Tragic. I yeah. feel
1: horrible for his friends that were there and witnessed it.
0: I can't imagine. I can't
1: imagine the guilt of being like, okay, I'm gonna go and look for your phone. I'm gonna walk over there, and then like seconds later, your friend is just and gone. she couldn't
0: have. She couldn't have known. I mean, no, there's no. Well, they thought it was over. You know what I mean. So it's like. Yeah, why would you think that they would come back? No, you know?
1: of course not. It's, it's like, okay, that's over. Let's go find my phone. I want to go home. Like, that's probably the situation that was going on. Yeah. And then I don't know how they got those 12 other people so fast, but they... they must have
0: been nearby. Yeah. And that's always something to me, too. I almost saw a fight when I was in Vegas, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, we were like, don't turn around. Just keep walking. Uh, but it's always amazing to me... It, the ability to get people involved in a situation like that, where yeah. like you just have people on hand who are like, "Yeah, I'll go beat someone to death with you," like absolutely that is absurd. Wild. It's truly wild. Well, to me.
1: you know, I guess like everybody needs to have company somewhere. You know, maybe that's the maybe if they were friends, that's the reason they're friends. They have similar worldviews that are yeah. shitty. You know yeah. what I mean? So it isn't so much like looking for strangers and being like. Hey, who wants to beat up this gay kid? Right, you know you already know that you'll that people will have your back and yeah. things like that. I'm just amazed that they were able to convene so quickly and be so. I just beating someone to death, like
0: God. Brutal. How do you? How can you do that to a person? You have so many opportunities to stop. Because it's so personal, too. Because, yeah. you know, it's not detached. It's not even, it's not poison. It's not a gun, even, where you have some distance. Like, it's so up close and personal. Uh, it's hate. It's so hate, and rageful. It's hateful. Yeah, yes, it's hateful. exactly. Yeah. It's
1: just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah,
0: So absolutely. Uh, okay, well, I have one more thing to talk about that I wanted to bring up. Partially because I am off of social media right now. I deactivated my Facebook. I tried to deactivate my Instagram, but they won't let me do it for a week. So I am just... They they need you to, like, think about it first and be like, are you sure? Well, what happened was, and so I'll give this this note to anybody who wants to deactivate their Instagram. You have to do it from Instagram.com, from, like, a web browser.
1: Can't do it from your phone. You
0: can't do it from the app. So I was on my phone, but I went to Instagram.com. I deactivated it successfully and then I went to hold the app down to remove it from my from my phone screen from right. the home screen and it opened the app and when it opened the app it relogged me in so oh. then when I went to go when I went to go deactivate it again they say you can only deactivate your account once a week
1: oh. so now
0: I have to wait a week but regardless I'm not checking it um, I just really feel like you know, I deleted it from my phone, I'm not checking it, and I just feel like it's, first of all, for me, it had become such a massive waste of time, like, I was just finding myself opening it, or Facebook, or whatever, just to
1: open it, and scroll, and,
0: and look at it, and it wasn't making me feel good. Right. Like, it wasn't making me feel good about life.
1: Well, and it's such a time suck, too, because I feel like if you're looking down at your phone and you just kind of, you lose track of time. You're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, and then you look up and you're like, oh, fuck, it's an hour later.
0: And for what? You exactly. know, that's, that's the other part of it. And it was also, like, I'm reading, I'm reading comments, like, tons of comments and Ugh. stuff, and I'm like... Why am I doing Why it? are you reading comments? Max does that too on like random posts. I always read comments on everything. On, no, on I never YouTube do. videos on everything. And so I don't need to know everybody's opinion no. on everything all the time. And in addition to that, and that will lead us to what I'm gonna talk about right now, is it was just making me feel like shit about myself. Yeah. Like it was just not making me feel good about the way i look about my life like it was just not serving the purpose that i feel like social Social media media should should serve in your life and so for that reason i'm taking a break from it and i feel really good about taking a break from it good but i had heard that norway actually recently this last week they, legislators in Norway, have passed new regulations requiring influencers and advertisers to label retouched photos in a bid to fight unrealistic beauty standards. Thank
1: God. Yes.
0: So, under the recently passed rules, advertisements where a body's shape, skin, or, um, sorry, a body's shape, size, or skin has been retouched even through a filter before a photo was taken, will need a standardized label designed by the Norwegian Ministry of Children and Family Affairs.
1: And what happens if they don't?
0: They will get fined. They could, they could get jail time. Uh, I, for people who Whoa, are... Like repeat offenders? Repeat offenders. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: That's wild. Where yes. Did it go,
0: Norway. It's, it's intense. But examples of manipulations requiring labeling include enlarging your lips, narrowing your waist, or exaggerating muscles um the law also covers images from influencers and celebrities if they quote receive any payment or other benefit in relation to a post including on social media platforms facebook instagram snapchat tiktok and twitter so i think this is a really good thing yeah um in general you know you can say like speculate about what it's really going to accomplish or not because yeah and whether
1: or not it's taking away freedoms or you know different things like that but i think you can still post what you want to post at the very bottom just add that little hashtag whatever you going to do you're still putting out into the world a retouched photo and all that kind of stuff but it is it's just letting people know that like hey this isn't the real me and i think that's a great idea
0: i i do too because you know, even if we're not trying to do it. For instance, I had found this filter on Instagram, and it was like I, I was like, ah, I just woke up. I want to post something on my story, but I, I'm just like, I just want something that kind of like smooths everything out, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, I just whatever. And so I did it. I found a filter that was like no filter filter or something. Yeah, like I think that. I have that one too. <laughs> and I, I did it. Yeah. And I took a picture, and I was like, yeah, it just looks like me, but like with a, a little smooth out, like if I out. had
1: some makeup on or you know right. whatever.
0: But then I looked closer at it, and I noticed that my nose was smaller,
1: Mm. my lips were
0: bigger, and my face was slimmer. This is a no-filter filter. filter. That's Mm -hmm. what it's called, right? And it really made me kind of spiral out about, like, Even on things that aren't supposed to change the way you look. Yeah. We can't escape it. Uh -uh. It's in everything. And what does that say? That says that my nose should be smaller. My lips should be bigger. My face should be thinner. You know, and it doesn't... I think filters are fine. I think they're fun.
1: I mean, we did a whole face filters episode, you
0: know. But it's damaging whenever you're being fed that even when you don't want to be. Like, you know, so I think it is good to put a disclaimer on there and just say, look, I like the way I look like this, but just so you know it's retouched. Yeah. And that could mean anything. You don't have to say specifically what was retouched. Totally. You just have to put that disclaimer on there so people aren't out here feeling like that's what you look that's what you should look like, you know? um, Or or that's what they look like because it's not at all. It's really not, yeah. Uh, There was a a thing that went viral. It was something that Kim Kardashian posted. It was an ad for, like, her skims or whatever. And she does this thing. She's laying on her side, and she does this thing where she runs her finger up the side of her body. Okay. And you can see it when she's doing that, when it goes across where, like, her hip meets her waist, Uh her finger glitches. And it's this weird, like, long, wavy finger, Uh. right? Because she had put a body filter on. Yep. So it doesn't... They don't do with movement. Yeah. But you have an entire generation of young people who think that Kim Kardashian looks like that, and she doesn't look like that. Yeah, and I actually
1: just watched um, a clip from... Their interview with, uh, what's his name? Andy, Watch What Happens Live. What's his uh, name? Cohen. Andy, is it Andy Cohen? Yeah. I was going to say that, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But he asked the Kardashians if they believe that they are perpetuating unhealthy beauty standards. And Kim is like, well, we're the ones that do the work. We really care about our health. We eat right. We work out. And, and I'm like, and that is not, but this that's the thing that drives me crazy is when people point to beauty standards as being health.
0: They don't equate. Well, and regardless, that's not what you're doing. And no. you know it. You know exactly. Filters are part Unless of your brand. Unless she believes
1: her own bullshit, which she very
0: much but could. But she knows she's putting filters on her pictures. Like, that's the thing is, like, you know you're doing it. Like, yeah. you know that there's a body filter on that image. So for you to say it's all working out is... Again, that in, that statement in itself is perpetuating unhealthy, unrealistic beauty standards. Well, because because it you does are telling girls that if you work out hard enough, you can look like this. And that's not true because you don't even look like that. No, like- <laughs> none of
1: them do. None of them look like themselves anymore. It's absolutely crazy and i just ugh. i hate when people throw around like fitness and health being one in the same it's like it's not the fucking same and it's honestly like saying that like yeah girls you need to spend six hours a day doing crunches doing leg lifts doing push-ups to look like me and then you'll be successful once you look like me
0: yeah none to, of to that me, is that's true it, and, you know? and they don't even do it anyway so the whole thing is null and void it's just and it's what's all bullshit their
1: fucking job they have All the time in the world, they have personal gyms, they have personal trainers, they have people to cook their food. That's not our reality.
0: And they have plastic surgery, let me tell you. Exactly. Out the
1: wazoo. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you just
0: be honest about it. But don't
1: claim that you've done nothing but work out and eat right. That's bullshit to me. Just be
0: honest about it so that other people have realistic expectations about what their bodies are supposed to be like and look like. Yeah. You know, the whole thing drives me nuts, but... The point is, good on Norway. They're doing this in an effort to curb um, unhealthy beauty standards. Uh, so it's going to go into effect a little later on this year. Yeah. And I'm for it. And I think that we should do something similar In this country, they're a little concerned that it might lead to a rise in plastic surgery so that people don't have to put disclaimers on their photos. They'll just get surgery and then... Well,
1: again, then it's only going to be for people that have the money that are going to be able to do the plastic surgery. So then I guess it's kind of like... It's elitist in a way. It's elitist, but then at the same time, I think you also have to realize that when you're on the Instagram page of someone who has a lot of money you always have to look at everything with a grain of salt.
0: Absolutely. You know, like there's, yeah. there's
1: isn't reality in that for you and I, yes. you know? And
0: so I guess I'll end this since I started it talking about the fact that I'm not on social media right yeah. now is to say, cause I know we have a lot of younger listeners in our demographic. Just be very mindful of what you are consuming online, how you are consuming it and take everything. You should take everything with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yeah. Know that the life that you are seeing, even not even just from big influencers, the life you are seeing me post on my Instagram is not the full story of my life or right. who I am or yeah. how good or bad things are going. Yeah. So if you think that your life isn't good enough because you're comparing it to everybody else's, their lives aren't like that either. No. <laughs> it's just the way that it it's is. It's really,
1: really not. Oh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another What's in the News episode. If there's anything that you would like for us to talk about in the future, please go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist@gmail.com at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist. I will be checking those. Um, we have a Facebook business and group page. You can go ahead and like and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page. And the thing we appreciate the absolute most, the way that you can help us out is to leave us a positive five star review on Apple Podcasts and you will be featured on our Instagram for Reviews Day Tuesday. Alright, that's all we got for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it,